Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. Um, I'm Trent Young. I'm here with my good friend, Alan Small. Um, I don't have much voice, Alan. I'm still recovering from my stupid cold. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad you're feeling better because earlier this week you... You were not in good shape, and so this is our second recording back to back. So hopefully you'll you can hold through uh, one more time here. I hope so. Yeah, we're gonna make it. I'm gonna start playing the Rocky music and <laughs> do it. I, do it. There you go. I like it. So, um, Alan, today you know we've been talking. If you listen to this our podcast last week. We're explaining the um, the transition that Alan and I are both going through, and uh, as we move to our new ministries, uh, each of us are going to be focusing on helping uh, ministry staff, and and so a big part of that is is doing things together, and serving them and drawing them together in an association or a network, and so that got. Uh, got us to thinking about that a lot of people, a lot of ministers especially, find themselves doing ministry all by themselves, Alan. And so, so it kind of explain where we're going with that. Yeah, we called today's episode Ranger Danger um, because there is certainly a danger in Lone Ranger ministry. And a couple of things kind of come to my mind, Trent. The, the first one, of course, is is that a lot of pastors just isolate themselves and, and find themselves alone. I think that's even a bigger problem in this day of non-denominationalism, um, where guys don't know where to connect up or who they can who they can find. But I also think that, on the national level too, that sometimes we want to connect with people who are far away and not near us. And even though we we we, in essence, aren't alone, we're still kind of alone locally. And I think that's a problem. And you, you and I both just experienced the Southern Baptist Convention. And I, I am convinced that I am convinced in coming back from that, um, that one of the issues that we have is because we are not cooperating together and building relationships at the local level. It makes those times when we get together um, at a national level a little more contentious. And I think it's oh, yeah. important for us to learn to re-engage at a, at a more micro level. Well, and, you know, that's the reason that Alan and I do this podcast is to um, connect with people that are been, we've been in your same situations, um, medium to small size churches and rural settings or small towns. And, and so we want you to, to be able to connect with us, but it's more important that you connect with somebody there locally um, in your community or your area for sure. And so, Alan, we're going to talk about some, some, you talked about ranger danger. So we're going to talk about those dangers now and how that can affect us. Yeah, we're going to give you five today. And we could probably make a longer list, but we want to talk about five that I think are really big. And these are some dangers of being that lone ranger ministry person. And the first one just goes to the kind of the heart of the issue is that if you, if you do lone ranger ministry, you are going to have a severe lack of encouragement. In your ministry oh yeah well and all of us need it need somebody to either kick us in the britches or or be a cheerleader at times right 
Um, we get what um, Zig Ziglar, I just love him. He was a uh, former, uh, he's passed away. He's an amazing salesman, but he's also uh, a leader in the Southern Baptist Convention. And he talked about that we get stinking thinking. You know, when we are just by ourselves, we don't have somebody to encourage us. We're going to suffer from stinking thinking. And I think that we need somebody around us to kick us in the rear and, and to encourage us. And if we don't have that, we're going to really be up a creek. Yeah, I always think of I always think of Moses and his father-in-law Jethro coming to him and say, and just saying, "Look, dude, what you're doing, it's not good. Mm -hmm. You know, you're." You're working yourself into an early grave. So we all need we all need some encouragement. And I will tell you, as someone who you know has, has struggled with this at times in my life, to get so, kind of so caught up in what I'm doing that I don't leave the door open for other people to be involved in my life. That I suffer when I become that person. And you don't want to be that person. Do not be a lone ranger. Surround yourself with people who can encourage you when you are down. People who can lift up your arms when you're tired. Um, and we'll kind of come back to that next part, but also someone who can help you when you've, when you've made a mistake. And so maybe that's a good time to maybe segue into that second danger, Trent. Yeah, it's the opposite. You know, we all need encouragement, but we also need somebody to hold the fence and say, hey, don't go past this line. And so that, to me, that's that accountability that comes with having someone you can trust someone who understands what you're involved in. Um, and so that really needs to be a local person um, that you can talk with. And so you started with the lack of encouragement, but that immediately moves to the opposite, which is a lack of accountability. Yeah, we all need, we all need accountability in our lives. You know? And one of the reasons that I will tell you the long distance accountability has limits is because they don't see you day in and day out. You know, you, you can you can lie over distance. You know, you can tell someone that something's not a problem, but when they see it's a problem day after day, week after week, month after month, um, it, it's a lot harder to hide with, with people who are near you. And so it's important to do that. So, you know, a lack of encouragement and a lack of accountability, those two kind of go hand in hand. But if you are by yourself, these are two, two areas where you are already suffering in ministry at a deficiency in two key areas that you need in your life. These aren't just, it would be nice to have. You need these things in ministry. That's right. You, you've got to have them uh, to keep you going uh, and to keep you from, you know, going off the reservation and doing things you're not supposed to. And, and a lot of that I think leads to the next one, Alan, which is the the loss of perspective. You know, it's the the racehorses that they put blinders on to kind of keep them focused on what's ahead of them. Um, and we need somebody to help us to, because we can be so focused that we miss out on things all around us and what's what the reality of life is. And so we need that person that's around us locally to help us to be thinking with perspective. Hey, you want someone in your life who can say, have you looked at this, at it from this angle? Have you seen it? Have you seen it from this, uh, from this point of view? You know, um, all, all of those things are, are so critical um, to having a long-term success in ministry. 
you need outside eyes looking in. That's one of the things we do when we do consultation work is we become a set of outside eyes that can come in and, and look at something and just give a different perspective or a different angle on things because there are things you don't notice. You know, as we're packing up our house and putting things in storage, there are things in the house that say, oh, I, I should probably fix that or here, here's something that I'd forgotten about, uh, you know, um, a blemish on a wall or, or something like that. So, you know, an outside perspective certainly gives you um, an additional set of eyes um, to put on potential problems, but also on to, to see the things that are going well, because sometimes you can get so caught up in the negative, you don't see the positive and you need someone who can say, but look at what God is, is doing. And those things, those things are important. And you will always want to have as many people as you can who can give you that outsider's perspective. I'm glad you mentioned the, the positive part of that. Um, because there are times in our lives when things are just hard. Life is hard. And we begin to think in a negative way. And we need somebody. Um, I've had several of those people in my life, Alan, that have been able to show me that there was some positive things happening that I was so focused on the negative that I was totally missing out on the joy of the positive and I was robbing myself of that yeah that's a that's an important word and it's such a good one you know Trent you can lose that perspective you also lose extra hands extra support and you know, probably with the times I could go kicking and screaming in my ministry where I bit off more than I could chew and I tried to do it all. And there were people, well, why didn't you call? Why didn't you ask? You know, I would have been here. I would have had your back. We would have taken care of this. You're, you're limiting your support when you do ministry in your own strength and in, under your own power. You're right, Alan, and um, the I think it's the scriptures in Proverbs, many hands make light work, or maybe, I, I don't remember if that's in the Bible or not, but I hope that it is, because it's really good. Um, but, um, and so you're right, not allowing people into our lives reduces the effectiveness of our life, and it also takes away from the possibility of when we need help, having someone to call on, which leads us to the next, the fifth um, problem or the struggle is going to be the likelihood of burnout. When you're doing it all by yourself, you're going to get burned out. Yeah, you and I have both been on the fringes of burnout um, several times um, in our ministries. And I will tell you that a, a huge portion of those have come from times where I've gotten in bad habits and running down this other lit the rest of this list because i keep trying to do things in my own strength and under my own power instead of um looking at who's around me and bringing other people with me um in something and, and doing it alone and when you are doing ministry and life alone there is so much a higher degree of burnout ministry is hard it's hard if you are young in ministry and you think that just because you're serving God that, you know, every day you should wake up and, you know, it should be easy to read your Bible and a joy to read your Bible and a joy to, pr to pray. Those should be a joy most of the time, but there are days it's hard and it's work and you don't feel like it and you don't want to do it. And those days can sometimes become weeks and those weeks can sometimes become months and you'll look around and realize 
I've I've done everything possible to become a Lone Ranger in ministry, and I'm just I'm, I'm burning out. And so here's a point I want to interject, Alan, that if you're a church leader or just a lay person and you need to make a way for your pastor, your staff to go to conferences. Unfortunately, because of COVID, some of those have been taken away. But this is a, a place that can help burnout. Is Alan and I just got to go to the SBCAL, Southern Baptist Con Conference of Associational Leaders. And man, I got invigorated by that. And I was re-energized, you know, and saying, hey, because I was, I was tired. I was like, okay, I just need, but I need some ideas. And I, I got so much out of that. Plus, I made some new friends. Alan and I got to visit with several people. So you need to find a way for your pastors to go. Uh, that and Paula Dean's uh, creamy potatoes helped. I mean, uh, oh my gosh, yeah. those things were off the hook. So yeah, oh, definitely. Um, but but yeah, if you don't if you don't find a way to get some recharge um, in your life, you you're going to struggle. And you know, it is at some of those places where you find some of those connections. You know, I have gone to conferences and met pastors who I didn't know were right down the road from me. Oh yeah. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing what can happen sometimes when you when you get out beyond yourself and you, you broaden things up. It's just such such a good experience and it does help you. You want it you want someone who can pull you back out of the fire of burnout. And that's where good friends come in, that's where, where relationships come, come into play, and that's where being willing to give your ministry up. Um is helpful. So, Trent, we've talked about those things, you know, and the two the two that are kind of put together, the lack of encouragement, the lack of accountability, the loss of an outside perspective, limited support, the likelihood of burnout. Those are those are all kind of negative things, but let's do talk about the th three Bs, the, the things that we can do um, that can help us out in that. So what's the first thing we need to do, Trent? Yeah, the first one is to be available. Um, maybe it's to be available to be a friend to another pastor. Alan mentioned that he had gone to a conference and he met somebody that was really just down the road from him. And so that was an opportunity to be available to that new, new person. And, uh, you know, maybe there's other people around you as you're listening to this that they haven't got a chance to listen to this and you know that they're hurting their family struggling, their church is struggling, their stress in their job, especially if they're a co-vocational, bivocational pastor, um, you can go and be available to them, and uh, that will it will benefit you as well for sure. Yeah, just make sure that you're available. Don't if you when you hide, you you become a lone ranger. So. The more that you're available and the more the, the more that you are visible and that people can reach out to you, the more they're going to come alongside you. If you're out of sight, you know, we always said out of sight, out of mind. And if you're out of sight all the time, you're going to be out of the mind of other people who could, who would like to support you. So availability is actually one of the ways that you build, you, know, you build more support um, in your ministry um, for what you're doing. So be available. The second one, Trent, is a be vulnerable. Why, why is being vulnerable so important in ministry? Well, I think this is huge, and it goes together with the one we just talked about, availability. 
you can be together with people and not be open and honest enough to actually accomplish anything. Um, and so if you're not vulnerable with what's going on in your life, you're going to miss out on the opportunity that's been given to you by having a friend or, you know, being together with someone else who's going through what you're going through. Yeah. You, lying, lying about how great everything is. You know, you, you ask someone, well, pastor, how's it going? Oh, everything's wonderful. And then you, you find out it's not so wonderful, you know? Right. So, you know, be vulnerable, be, be honest. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. My prayer life isn't what it should be. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. My, I've got some problems at home. You know, my kids, my kids are rebelling against against the Lord. Uh, you know, all kinds of things. Be, find some people that you can be vulnerable with, and when you are vulnerable, it will just help you so much. It, it gets that burden off your shoulders, where people can can share it, and so vulnerability is huge. One of my favorite things, maybe it's because of I've been a coach for so long, but to be coachable, to mm -hmm. be coachable. Sometimes coaches make the worst students. <laughs> yeah, because they don't believe that they can learn anything, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think this really all three of these go together so well, and Alan did a great job putting this list together. Um, you know, even if you are honest about what's going on in your life, you're together with some other pastors locally, um, if you're not willing to take their their insights, their advice, if, you, if you're like, I, I got this, you're going to, man, you're going to miss out. God's giving you some gems, you know, right there to bless you. But if you're not coachable, you're wasting your time. Yeah, you know, being coachable, we, we never stop learning. If the day you stop learning is the day you will stop leading, and you have got to maintain coachability um, in, in your life. Um, you and I, are as we move into new roles, there's a lot we have to learn. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. Um, I, I, would venture, I would venture that uh, we're going to mess up a few times, and we're going to make a, a few uh, wrong, wrong turns and wrong decisions. Um, and hopefully we are wise enough to, to seek counsel and learn from those and not make those again. But it's just the reality of life that even, even when you're trying as hard as you can, you're going to make mistakes. And, and it's those mistakes become the coachable moments um, in, in our lives. And, and so I just encourage you, you know, be, be coachable. You know, my, my last words to my track team, and my cross-country runners, you know, that I could think to share was, you know, you can, you can always take the least path of resistance. You can always take the easy road. And when you do that, you're going to find some levels of success. But if you want to find great success, take the hard path. You know, don't, don't take the easy path. Do the hard work. Do the extra work. And when you do that, you'll, you'll understand um, kind of what it meant to do something that was was great, and I know no one who's listening to this because you're you're taking time to listen to a podcast. You did not get into ministry to be mediocre. You know, I hope you're it's not your man. I hope I'm a mediocre pastor. 
Yeah. No, I, I hope that's not your heart's desire. I hope you desire to be great. And if you want to be great, be coachable. Do the hard work. Do the hard learning. Do the tough stuff. Right. Well, and it's all this, the path that Alan just described, the hard path is way more fun uh, if you've got somebody going down the path with you. And so that's our goal today is to really encourage you to not be a Lone Ranger in ministry. Um, because there is danger in being the Lone Ranger. That's why we titled this Ranger Danger. Uh, we want you to be a part of the team. God has placed you in ministry in your local church, but he's also, you're part of the, the greater body of, of Christ, and, and you're, you're able to serve alongside other people. So please take advantage of that opportunity. And, uh, and you'll be doing amazing things for yourself and for someone else. That's so true. And Trent, so we, we've given you three B's to think about. Be available, be vulnerable, be, be coachable. That's on top of those five dangers of doing Lone Ranger work. And we want people to know that we're here for them. They can reach out to us. Um, Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting. Alan, that's A-L-A-N, at EnduringChurches.Consulting. We've got a Facebook page. We've got a website, EnduringChurches.com. We'd love to have you uh, drop by. Hopefully, there's going to be some changes on there um, sometime in the near future. There's a couple things maybe on our plate beforehand, but we're we're working constantly working yeah. to try to make our our uh, web page better, make our, our interaction with you stronger, and we're excited about some of those things that are in our future. Be patient with us as we work through that. Uh, do you know that in the coming weeks, we might not be quite as available as we normally are um, as we settle into some new roles. Um, but we are excited. We know what God has put in front of us, and we're excited excited to co continue our Enduring Churches ministry um, from new venues. Um, so it won't be long. It won't be long that when you listen to us that uh, one will be in Missouri and one will be in Texas instead of Colorado and Oklahoma. So yeah. <laughs> kind of an, an odd, odd thing to think about. But God has been good in this, and he's doing good things. And Trent, I want you to know I'm grateful that God has allowed us to do this journey together. Oh, man, I love it. And, you know, Alan and I, we've been friends for a long time, and our uh, our wives, we our families all together have been friends. And it's been so good, and, and we've gotten to do things together recently, and, you know, actually together, not just online. And that was encouraging to me, Alan, and I enjoy that. So we want other people to enjoy others in their lives, too. That's true. Well, again, we want to thank you guys. You you make this worth doing, and we, we are grateful that you would take time out of your day um, to listen to us. I think this is an important podcast, and you may know someone who's doing Lone Ranger ministry. Um, just shoot this off. Just shoot this um, episode off to someone. Share that with another pastor. Share that with some friends. Um, we, we've had a few extra downloads in the, in the last few weeks than we nor normally get. We're grateful to our new listeners out there. Um, please go back through our files and uh, see some of the ones we've recorded. And if you've got ideas, we'd love to hear your ideas because this is really about helping you and your church succeed. And that's, that's our heart's desire. So thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to catching you um, on our next episode.